Welcome to the Fantasy Trash Talk channel, your number one source for hardcore, cash-focused fantasy basketball. We are a channel focused on season-long cash fantasy basketball with two expert hosts who play over $5,000 of their own money. Sit back while we get into the strategy of how to win your league. Don't forget to follow and subscribe. Check us out on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. We are on the clock. It's the Fantasy Trash Talk channel. Josh and Jake are coming to you on a late night episode. This concludes our first round series as we're picking LaMelo Ball ninth, and we're going to go into a guard-based punt. What do you think we should be punting, Jake? I think with LaMelo, he's a good enough rebounder that you don't necessarily have to punt rebounds, but you still, if, if you're forced forcing yourself to punt you still probably should be punting field goal percentage um he's not a high shot blocker either but he's a guard not many are so you you could still go after shot blocking and and not full full on punt it but he one of his big strengths as a guard is his rebounding so i think it would be a mistake to punt rebounds i think it is worth mentioning that yahoo came out with some new rankings yesterday that are absolute freaking bath salts these guys whoever's at yahoo whatever the intern is dude went down to bed bath and beyond he chose beyond because he is tripping pulse on some serious bath salts anthony edwards is the ninth best player in fantasy according to these new yahoo ranks what is going on Sabonis is a first rounder. LeBron is in the second round. Like, wait, wait, what? What's going on? What's I don't know on? what happened. It was it wasn't great before, but it, it's really bad now. All right, it's it's your pick. You got 18 seconds. I'm on the clock. It's either Donovan Mitchell or Fred Van Fleet. So if I'm in the triple punt, Fred Van Fleet was third last year, and Donovan Mitchell was sixth. So it's not it's not that bad. You know what? We're going to go with Fred Van Fleet. Um, I think he's the quintessential your punting big man stats guard. Is there a guard that gets more of a boost this year than this guy? I don't think so. He shot under 40% from the field last year. So just by that, you're, you kind of have to soft punt field goal percentage anyway if you have him. Yeah. It's really hard to make it up. So If you I, go yeah. on whatever your favorite Z-score tool is, Shout out to all the tools that we've been looking at. We are going to partner with one, but we haven't done that yet. But like I'm looking at a Z-score tool right now. It doesn't matter which one you use. And Fred Van Fleet, if you go into a triple punt and you punt field goal percentage, rebounds, and blocks, and you sort it by who got the biggest benefit, our boy FBV had the biggest bonus going seven, 14 slots from what he finished in per game all the way up to the third best player in this build. So there is no player that benefits more from ignoring big man categories than friend Van Fleet. You know, it's interesting with Kevin Porter Jr. deciding to go full Chris Brown and slap Rihanna. Um, it, it, what what other guards do the Houston Rockets even have? I think they're going to try Amen Thompson at point guard. He'll probably back up Fred Van Vliet, but he's a rookie who can't shoot, so that's probably going to be a disaster. So maybe it won't. Maybe maybe they won't do it, but I think that's the plan right now. So yeah, Fred Van Vliet should play a lot of minutes. I still don't see him playing the same minutes he played in Toronto because Nick Nurse is crazy and played those guys insane amount of minutes. 
and it and it it took a toll on them. They wore down late in seasons, but I still like yeah, he's their point guard. He's gonna play a lot of minutes. The flip side of that coin is like the Rockets are clearly trying to win now. Like they're adding vets, they're looking to make trades for vets. Fred Van Fleet signing was, hey, win now. So you think they're going to play Fred with no other point guard option, a lot of minutes. Maybe not Nick Nurse minutes, but the boy should cook. The boy should get a chance to eat in Houston. Um, let's talk about our first rounder. So I went LaMelo Ball here. I'm going to be honest, guys. The reason I went LaMelo Ball here is because we're finishing drafting from each 12 spots. So check out this playlist. It's dope. We made a pick from every spot except first. Because if you're in first and Snake, what are you doing, Jake? You're picking Joker. You're just winning. You're picking Joker. It's over. You don't need to have a strategy. It's like, hey, I have a 10-inch dick. How should I please my wife? I don't know. Just fucking get hard, dude. That's enough. That's what That's what Nikola Jokic is. Okay? He's the 10-inch ten, ten dick of fantasy basketball. Yeah, you know what? In our last video, someone was in the comment section talking about how my Howard Sternum joke wasn't good. So I'm bringing some fucking heat. I'm bringing some heat today, okay? I will say when we're talking about Lamelo Ball at nine, though, Lonzo Ball's knees and Lamelo Ball's ankles, it makes me feel some type of way. I'm not. I don't feel the most confident about Lamelo's health. How do you feel about Lamelo's health? Talking just about that. I don't like the idea of bringing up his brother. I don't think there's any relation. Uh, well, that's the wrong word to use. They're related. I, <laughs> I, I don't think. Uh, your siblings injuries have anything to do with with yours i think it's unfair to bring that up we don't talk about other players who have non-athlete siblings who get injured and you know i think that's silly but uh, his ankle issues last year are kind of a worry he did re-injure the same ankle multiple times and that's never a good sign for the future hopefully he worked on it over this off season and now he's okay you're on the clock here if if you're going with your triple punt i think Brunson is probably your your best option of the guys. I Brunson see on. is the one that I have selected. I'm probably going to go Brunson. It is going to be Brunson. Brunson is the third. I was just looking, guys. Remember, if you're drafting, it's your draft day. Make sure you have your queue full. Right now, I have no one in it. I am up in <laughs> five picks. I'm also a little drunk. Today's video is brought to you by comedy. Comedy, a drunk keep Josh. Yeah, buzzed, buzzed. We'll know Drunk Josh when we get when this channel gets canceled. That's Drunk Josh. <laughs> so the I, the issue I can see with this build early on is that if if you wanted to shift away from the guard punt and grab a big man or two right now, which like there are a lot of guys on the board, your free throw percentage isn't quite built up enough to take the hit of like a yeah. Walker Kessler or a Nick Claxton and still be good. So you probably have to go for. The two guys you have at the top of your queue, Bam and Vooch, who are good enough free throw percentage guys that, that they won't hurt you. Yeah, and I, I feel like as I have four in my queue and I am on the block, I'm surprised Bam lasted that long. We're going to skip around, and we talk about it, right? So you're building a guard-based build. I will go guards multiple picks in this draft, but I'm not going to like reach. I'm not going to jump eight spots, 12 spots up in a snake to grab a player that fits my bill. I'm going to go best player available if there's not a natural fit. You build these really great teams when you're picking a player that is either on your ADP or like one, two, three spots away from your ADP. Once you don't see a natural fit, that's the time to skip. Yeah. 
I, I agree with that. And I think Bam is a really good value in the fourth round. He's yeah. a little bit boring, but he's he's really good. He he has a pretty high floor, I think, and a pretty low ceiling. He's kind of got stuck in his in his range, but he's gonna be really good. We're the worst field goal percentage team, middle of the pack free throw, good threes, low middle points, soft punt rebounds, very strong in assists, dominant in steals, surprisingly good in blocks. That's weird. Uh, Middle pack turnovers for a slightly below average team based on last year's numbers, four picks in. But here's the thing. You don't really want to focus on the total and totals because if you're punting, two, three cats are going to be artificially low. That will lower your overall. So we are also, going... LaMelo Ball was bad last year. So if you're looking at average stats from last year, you're not going to be as good as you hope to be this season if you draft him. Yup, 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 yup. So we are coming up at 57. We're going to start filling up our queue. Remember, guys, a full queue is a happy queue. You don't want to have an anorexic queue. It's going to leave some bad decisions. So you have it sorted by ADP. Yeah, everyone's going to... The composite expert ranking, I assume that's what that means there on the left, is going crazy. And I think most people probably have it sorted by that right now. So we have no idea who's getting drafted where anymore. Here's my... Three, four days ago, we did. Yeah, we're going to do a video... Guys, don't forget to like and subscribe to the channel. We give you the most hardcore, accurate, between Jake and I, $10,000 of our own money is going to be on the screen. You're going to see us spend the money. Ask your favorite analyst if it isn't us. Where's the money? Where's your cash leaks? Where's your $1,000 buy-ins? Where's your $500 buy-ins? You're going to hear crickets. We're the only ones that are showing you what big cash leaks look like. I'm on the clock. I'm going to take Bradley Beal just a little bit early. Just a little bit early, but I don't love my options here. Um, I was pl- planning on doing a big man punt. I think Brooke Lopez would be attractive there. I think uh, he just got drafted, but the kid from OKC, Jalen Williams, just went to Mark. I was kind of thinking about that. I was thinking about that a little. I think the opportunity for Brad Beal, when he's going in the 60s, late 50s, which I've been seeing consistently, Brad Beal had a top 12 fantasy season. What was it, two years ago, three years ago? He led the league in scoring. Led the league in scoring. So the potential is there. You got a 35-year-old Kevin Durant, multiple foot injuries. You got a Devin Booker who has had hamstring issues. I'm not saying I think Bradley Beal is going to have a great year, but if you're getting him in the 60s, that upside, that potential, it's yeah. way easier for a player that's had a first-round season previously to have a good season than it is for a player who's never had a first-round season. So that's interesting. That's definitely interesting. And guys, if, if you're still watching our video here, you're probably one of our bigger fans. So we are having some trash talk leagues this year. We talk about it a lot. But now we have a form for you to fill out to join the league. So we're going to put the form in the description so if you're interested in joining a new york a dallas or an la league or just an international league where we'll have people all over the world um, fill out the form below we already have one full league and we're looking to fill up some more 
I want Giddy here. Giddy's really interesting in a lot of the extreme punts. He, as of right now on Yahoo, has shooting guard, small forward, power forward eligibility. And it is very hard when you build these guard-oriented builds to fill the power forward slot. So the, And also the small forward slot. So the fact that Giddy has all of these positional availabilities, I'm more interested in his positional availabilities than I am his skill set or his value. Yeah, I, I think the only issue with him in a guard-heavy build is that his second best Z-score last year was rebounding, and you're punting rebounding, presumably, mm -hmm. with, with a team like this. So his power forward eligibility is really nice, but part of that is because he kind of puts up some power forward stats. Like, he's, he's a good rebounder. Yeah, this is crazy. The the amount of value that you can get in your 7th and 8th round here. I, look at my queue right now. This is where the punt feels like it's, it's the strongest. I've got Green, Buddy Heald, Fernie Simons, Tyus Jones, Terry Rozier, CJ McCollum, Clay Thompson. This is just every player is a top 30 player in the build, in the punt rebounds, punt field goal percentage, yeah. blocks, build. And you're getting like one of these, if not three of these guys, is going to be available at 81. That, and that's that, why to you me, can skip around with this build. Exactly. Yeah. And. And that's why I think this build is even stronger in auction where yeah. our guy Rain kills it with this build because you can get three or four of these guys for really cheap later in the draft and then load up on the guys you really need early and you just your team crushes. Crazy cheap prices for the centerless build. Probably the biggest enemy to the centerless build that Rain likes to do. And I'll be doing at least one of them, if not two this year. The big enemy is the double center league, which seems to be a lot of leagues. Yeah. That's 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 the only thing that can slow it down. Yeah, I I'm we've been trying to figure out how to get around that, and I think there's some guys who you can grab, who do fit it like a, who's a you know a center eligible player who puts up scoring and assists and isn't a great shot blocker that kind of stuff. So I think you you can find it, but you're right, it's much harder with the double center. And we're talking about the new Yahoo rankings, which we'll get into in depth more with our next video. Don't forget to like and subscribe if you want the number one fantasy basketball channel. We are the best. There is no other channel. Please do not be in my comment section talking about other channels. I've never heard of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, people are like, oh, this guy. I haven't heard of that guy. I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. As we pick up for any Simons, and we hope that Damian Lillard pisses on the grave of Portland Trailblazers and he scores 27 points per game this year on a tanking team. Um, hey, let's go back to those draft results. I'm going to see what happens. Draft results? What were we at? Yeah, that's that's good call. Good call. Let's give the people what they want from a TV standpoint. Let's talk about some of these teams. Look at Joel Embiid going fourth. Is this a trash talk only draft? No, it's not. It's just people with SGA went sense. second? Is this a SGA really? goes second. I have SGA ranked as the third best player in my mind, but other people tended to agree with it. Halliburton goes six. You'll love to see it. We got a Halliburton Sabonis combo, aka former Kangs, followed okay. by Miles Turner, De'Aaron Fox. Kangs heavy first four picks. <laughs> Brandon Ingham, Frank Swinger, Terry Rozier. I don't hate the team for Yoshi. We got a Dame Lillard going eighth. 
all by Donovan Mitchell, Garland, Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Derek White. I don't hate it. Nikola Jokic, Jimmy Butler, DeJounte Murray. It's just any team you have with Jokic is going to look incredible. Incredible. One thing that's interesting is players like Time Lord and Mitch Robinson, the new Yahoo rankings have rendered them borderline undraftable. Like Mitch Robinson is sitting at 114 right now, and Time Lord is sitting at an abysmal 149. 149. That's un that's undrafted in a 12 team standard draft. We're gonna take Austin Reeves with the 88th pick. What? No, wait, what? Yeah, there he is. Austin Reeves, small forward eligible. Boom. Drafting him. A few moments later. Time travel. We're now in the ninth round, and it's our pick. Jake and I were just having a discussion between Trey Jones and Spencer Dinwiddie. I I do think Trey could have better numbers this year because I think the Spurs will look to compete. I think the Nets would potentially look to trade Spencer Dinwiddie, so I will go Trey Jones here. Probably has a little more upside. They were 46 and 51. It's crazy to me how much MPJ has been dropping. He has been just falling precipitously. It's a lot of droppy. Yeah, I I think you're probably going about even with Trey Jones or Dinwiddie. Like at this point, even if they end up ten or fifteen slots of value away from each other by the end of the year, it it doesn't really make a big difference if you're ranked seventy five or eighty six or whatever it is. You know, they're they're going to put up cool. similar stats, and they both help you in this build. Exactly. Last year, separated by five slots in this build. I think you could argue there's more upside with Trey, but they're probably going to be within five slots, maybe seven slots of each other this year. But we're picking at 90-something. What was the pick? Well, our last pick was, what, 99 or 103 or something like that? I, the fact that you can get a top 50 player in this build in the 100s. And like, if you guys look at the queue, I got four players here who play like top 60, top 70 players in this build, and we're in the 100s. That's the value of the punt. We've talked about this before. You're going to make 13 picks in your draft. It's hard to nail 13. It's impossible. I'm a very good fantasy player. I can't get 13 picks in a row right. It doesn't happen. I'm picking DeAnthony Melton here, hoping for James Harden to uh, just completely fly to Vegas and do a I'm not playing basketball this year. Um, it's hard to make all 13 of your picks work. But when you punt, you only need how many, Jake? I say nine. I think if you hit nine out of 13 picks, you have a really strong team if you also punted with each pick. What do you think? Is that too high, too low? Nine feels like the number to me. I don't even think you need nine. I think you could even go a little bit lower with eight because you're going to find one or two guys off the waiver wire who yeah. fit your build and you're going to have some streaming spots. So I don't know, nine, eight, something like that. Somewhere in that neighborhood, but you don't have to go 13 for 13. Probably the later rounds in this build are actually the easiest rounds. Like you, like you can pick up guys that are just absolute monsters late round, like Kevin Herter, Jordan Clarkson, absolute monsters in this build. Mike Conley, absolute monster. I don't want to say it again, but absolute monster. Emmanuel quickly, 
really strong in this build. And then you're you're starting to like go, you know, okay, let's just grab a lottery ticket. Let's grab a Josh Hart. Let's grab a Colin Sexton, right? Maybe the Jazz have given the keys. Oh, Dennis Schroeder. I, Dennis Schroeder's actually probably got to be a target here. I think that after the FIBA that he had, who else on the Raptors, right? Like, I, I think that That's Nick Nurse is... The Raptors are just going to be bad. Who's the whitey? There's a white... There's a whitey, like a red-headed whitey that Nick Nurse Woody. hates. He's a guard. And the Raptors? Yeah, I'll look it up. Oh, um, Malachi Flynn? Yes, it's Malachi Flynn. And I know that Nick Nurse is famous for hating Malachi Flynn and not wanting to play him. Um, yeah, so I think Schroeder, it's his it's his job to lose. Looks like somebody so, took him. But um, going back to your team <laughs> the Jokic team. So I think hopefully we get Rain on to talk about the build because he's the expert and we've been learning from him a lot over the last, for me, the last off season, for you the last few years. Um, I think it's important even in the late rounds to focus on some of your weaker stats in this build, which is generally going to be eligibility, having guys who play small forward and power forward and steals because steals are just the most volatile random stats. That you're going to have. So Rain tends to like, um, what's his name? Matisse Thibel, who's just like a, a steals monster. Um, he's been going for Herb Jones. Like guys who are probably going to average at least one and a half steals. So even on off weeks, they'll still give you something. And and they also are eligible small forward. A few moments later. We drafted LaMelo Ball, Bradley Beal, Fred Van Fleet. Okay, guys, I, I see something jumping off already. I hope you guys see it as well. The power forward slot is empty. I'm in a two-center league, and I have an empty slot for center here. So what is the thing that jumps out to me? It's that we didn't get any power forward. And Well, I guess Josh Giddy has dual eligibility. Uh, so if Giddy has that, yeah. So we have Giddy, Reeves, Kevin Herter, and Hart. Okay, so it's really probably just the center spot. We need a second center. We would be streaming that slot. Is there a player that we would target? I would say that picking eight, this build is strong. Like, if we're going to rank it, this is at least an eight. Can't be worse than that. Um, Thoughts on what you would rank this, Jake? I think what I was just saying before where you, you weren't focusing on eligibility late in the draft, I think that's going to hurt you. If we're assuming this is a two-center league, I I don't think this is... Uh, well, first of all, I probably wouldn't do this build in a two-center league. So that let, let's just say it's a one-center league. I think this is a pretty solid team. I think Bam kind of fits the build relatively well because he's a good free throw shooter and he scores a lot of points for a big man. Yeah. Uh, and you just got a lot of guys who who fit this build really well, like Melton, uh, SVV, Thibel, Trey Jones. Yeah, I. if if we're talking about a one-center league, I'm going to give this a 8.5 out of 10. Yeah, I think I think it's an 8. I think that if I was going to say what could I have done better, focusing on positional eligibility, I actually love the Giddy pick even more in hindsight because I think he was average there at that ADP. I don't think it was a great pick, but that 3 round the small forward power forward eligibility really matters to this build there's probably another center that you need to target whether that's kelly olenic or jabari smith jr you, you need another center there needs to be another big man you can't you can't play a two center league 
you probably would struggle playing in a one center league with this little eligibility. So the build is strong at what it's strong at. Eligibility becomes a bigger deal for this. The mid rounds are hard. Don't don't be afraid to skip around. And then the late rounds is where you build a lot of value. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this video. Don't forget to like, subscribe, drink the blood of your enemies, crush the souls of your friends. This is the Fantasy Trash Talk channel. Remember, there are no other channels that talk about fantasy sports. All right, we love you guys. Bye.